Welcome to Blaze and Guts. I'm Teresa Blaze, and I've got my co-host, my sidekick, my all-around good friend, Michelle Saunders Guts with me. Michelle, how you doing? Hey, Teresa, I'm doing great on this December 1st day. Can you believe Christmas is almost here? Dude, this year has gone by so fast. It's crazy. It It is. And wow, so is the football season, right? Oh, no kidding. There are some teams that I'm starting to see emerge that I, I wouldn't have put my money on. And I'm just like, wow, they have that record. <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, a.k.a. Detroit. <laughs> Last year, they were horrible. Last year, they were horrible. And what are they now? I'm um, hmm, interesting. <laughs> so Yeah, they're rising. Yeah. So, you know, we're starting to see, I think we're into that point in the season where we're starting to see separation between the teams that are worth it uh, and the teams that aren't, And you know, um, you know, and then you've got the middle ground teams that are trying to just get a berth in the playoffs. So we're going to see how that kind of pans out. So, oh man, uh, let's dive into the games. Um Let's let's talk about um Casey and the Raiders. Um wow, first of all, what a game. First of all, Casey, I mean, because I watched it and and Michelle, I don't know about you, but I would say that first half was definitely not one of their best. No. It was very concerning to me. And I know many of the fans that have followed the Chiefs. We're very concerned too. And I'm sure Patrick Mahomes was, oh man, you know, frustrated. Well, he, yeah, because they couldn't get anything going, first of all. No, no, not at all. And, you know, when you're a winning team like the Chiefs and you have these setbacks, you know, and the inconsistencies, um, it it can be demoralizing and frustrating and it can affect the whole team morale. And, the, and then it creates division and, you know, pointing fingers and, you know, all that. So that's when leadership has to really shine. I would agree. And the, th- and the thing is that I saw the most um, is they couldn't get anything going. They just they could not stop. You know, I mean, Mahomes was not throwing very well, and uh, the defense was not as uh, sharp as it could have been, especially, I mean, because they allowed for the Raiders to get 14 points up. I know. I was like, where's the defense? I, you know, I, what, where, where are those that are supposed to be stopping the other team from scoring? I mean, I understand they had some injuries. I get that, but still, I, I, it was almost they were just. It was almost like they came out flat. You know, they just came out flat, and I'm, I'm sure that Andy Reid, um, at halftime made some adjustments because they came out and they were able to do what they needed to do. Finally, you know, and and I will say this: the other thing that, um, you know, because going into this game for a, a good stretch of games, they were not able to score in the second half at all. You know, but they needed to this time or they were going to lose. You know, they really needed to break that. And and thankfully they did. And they were able to get the victory. But we're still seeing some things that, you know, I because I took the 
time to listen to um you know uh the Kelsey Brothers podcast, which by the way, if you know after you guys are done listening to ours, it's actually pretty good. I'm not a huge fan of the cursing on it, but it that it's a pretty good podcast. Yeah. I I think they're not Christian focused or anything like us, but you know, and we're not here to judge their Christianity or anything like that. All I know is, you know, they do have good they do talk about things and and that's good. And the you thing know? is, like Travis even admitted, I was royally pissed off at myself when I went in there for the false starts, you know, that I that I committed. You know, you know, and 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 you know, you could just you could just hear it in his tone and you know, so I was just, you know, I was listening to that going, huh, interesting, you know. But I will say this, Andy Reid did get set a record. He's the most winningest coach to win football games with two franchises. Yeah, he's fantastic. I was like, dude, <laughs> that's yeah, that's yeah. saying something. He oh, he's fantastic. <laughs> he's such a great man. No, really, he is a great man. I know there's been things in his personal life and those kind of things that have come about, but we all have those things that can happen in our families and things. We're not perfect, right? But he has done such a stellar job, you know, in his career with the Chiefs and, you know, other teams. So, and I just, I think that, you know, he's got so much respect. He has so much respect. He He's truly a maven on the field. He knows what he's doing. Uh, a maven is an expert willing to give their knowledge and, you know, and he he truly counts as a maven on the field. He's one of a kind. Uh, there's only a few a few coaches that I would even qualify as as good as him. You know, right? Right. So but I, there are some. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There's a few. You know. So, but I'm really liking what I'm seeing. Like, I'm glad the Chiefs are finding ways to win. It's not. It's not pretty. Um, and there are some things they better clean up, especially uh, before. Uh, the playoffs come. They have got to clean some things up. They are doing on that, uh, doing that. As a matter of fact, um, Mahomes is working with all the wide receivers right now. And he's been focusing on that too, which is really good. He's got to get them all dialed in. Yeah, he does. Now, you know, people like Harrison Buckner, he's phenomenal. He's always consistent, always on his game. You know, the kicker so critical to the success of the wins. And, you know, Travis Kelsey, he's been doing some work, too, and, you know, trying to, in the midst of his romance, <laughs> that's so high profile. I mean, girl, I got I got to tell you, let me just tell you this real quick. So Trader Joe's you know, is a really cool, uh, everybody loves shopping at Trader Joe's. Their prices are great and you can get all kinds of really cool things there. And so Travis Kelsey, he lives right now, probably about maybe 15 minutes away from where we live. And his Taylor Swift flew in her jet into KC. And of course their romance is still going. And he went to um, Trader Joe's. 
And I guess just walked in and started shopping and people were like leaving him alone and just respecting him. And I mean, he just walked in and started shopping. And, you know, that's the cool thing about Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes. I mean, they're real people. I'll be and I think we forget, yeah, we forget that. We yeah, really they are, forget they, that. They, yeah. I know we got to stop this celebrity crap. I'm sorry. I know we don't want to talk about it, but like we got to stop this stuff. I mean, in our country and I mean, stop idolizing people like that. Idolize God that way. But don't I mean, give him a break. Give him a break. People talent is God given, right? Everything that Taylor Swift has been given or Travis Kelsey or Jalen Hurt or, you know, Jason Kelsey or Kyler Murray or, you know, a lot of these guys, it's all God given. He's, you know, we're all made in the image of God. So the fact, you know, the thing that I really love is seeing six or seven Chiefs players going to the end of the field prior to the game, getting on their knees and thanking God and leaning into their faith for their success. And I saw that they have reels that are out and, you know, Chiefs do a really good job, I think, about showing that. And so, you know, the thing I see is, you know, we're people, we're human, they're human, days aren't going to be good. And their success isn't always going to be good. It is not linear. Success is you got to work for it. It's like we're working for it, right? We're working for it in our businesses and our ministries to be done with excellence. Absolutely. You know, do we get it perfect all the time? No way. No way. No way. Like even with our our recordings, right? (laughs) What we're doing here. We're just being real. I mean, we're talking, we're just, you know, and maybe we're not always accurate a hundred percent or, you know, somebody doesn't agree or we're having a good day, not a good day, you know, when we record, but you know, that's life. That's the way it is, you know, and, and, you know, there are times it's like, you know what? Okay. I can't record. I'm going to do a recap article and I do. And, you know, that may not be, that may or may not be the best way to go. I, but we try, you know, we're trying and. Well, they do. I mean, and these players, I mean, so the chiefs can't win every single game they want to win, but they can't all the time. You know, I, I don't know one team in the NFL right now. I could be wrong. That's won every single game this season. Am I wrong? Is there one? Uh, no, I don't think you're wrong. Um, I just am saying I'm not. I'm not negating the fact that the Chiefs need work. Okay, they need work. They they they've got some issues. But you know? I mean, there are other teams that are just as good as the Chiefs. Okay, and right and the AFC is a mess. I don't know. I like, think so too. I mean, the Broncos are now under the Chiefs for their standings. Right, which is kind of scary because how did they start? <laughs> At the bottom. Yeah, right, right. You know, so, you know, now we've got, you know, the Broncos are in the mix. You've got all these other teams that are vying for a playoff spot. Um, I really, I mean, I think the Chiefs are definitely going to get in, but who's going to join them? I don't ask me to predict that one because I have no bleeding idea. 
Well, yeah. And, you know, wow. Uh, it's fun, though. It is truly fun to see how the rising is happening, how the shifting is happening. To, you know, to see the struggle, to see the turnarounds, things right. like that. I, but I want to go back to something you said, and I want to cap that off before we move on to the uh, Cardinal, or not the Cardinal, the Broncos game, because that's a, it was another game that we need to talk about. Um, and, you know, I happen to agree with you. We need to stop idolizing people. I mean, I can respect the talent that God has given someone, but if we put these people on a pedestal, we've now made an idol of them. And that goes against what God said there. You have no other gods but me. Well, that's what happened to Satan in heaven. He became, I mean, he just started, I got pride, pride, pride and putting himself above God and forgetting that God created him. That's it. You know, so, you know, I mean, I just, I think, you know, we put these people on a pedestal and then when they fall, it's like, well, how could you? Well, uh, you put them up so high that when they, when they express the fact they're human, you know. I know that's what happens to pastors too. I mean, you know, we can't, we cannot elevate people so high like that because people are not perfect. Now, now, again, you know, I don't have an issue with, um, you know, holding high respect for someone. That's different. Honor someone for the talent that they bring to the field. Honor someone for the gifting that God has given them. That's that's different. OK, but putting them on that kind of a pedestal. No, no, thank you. That's 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 not what what we are called to do. So uh, that being said, let's move to Denver versus the Browns. I think. Yeah, it was. Um, I watched that game. Um, wow, that was that was just really interesting. Um, first of all, apparently one of the guys from Denver, because he's been very overly aggressive, has a four game suspension that he is serving. You know, and I'm and I'm just gonna say this: whether or not the guy has been actually overly aggressive, that's debatable. My question is, you know, have they? Has the NFL, and we've talked about this before, but we're I'm seeing it again. Have we, has the NFL so focused on safety that they've watered down the game? You know, let the players play. Football inherently is a violent sport. You know what I'm saying? I mean, how many times do we see penalty after penalty because the players are doing something, they're trying to make a play and the ref calls a penalty and you're kind of going, wait a minute. That the guy was just making a hit on the guy. Would you would you ref stop getting in the game? You know, I just I I understand safety is a, is a concern, and I understand you know there are certain things that the NFL wants to prevent. I get that, but at the same time, let the players play the game. It's an inherently violent sport. There is a risk when you play that kind of game, and you're taking your body and you're and you're ramming it into someone else to block them from doing what they are trying to do. That inherently is dangerous. Things can go wrong. Let's stop trying to water down the game all in the name of safety and let the players play. Yeah, there's so many different opinions on that. You know, I don't know. I I just think it's got to be frustrating to keep shifting like that. Absolutely. You know, because the rules change so, so much. But getting into the game itself, I mean... To my knowledge, I think the Broncos actually played a fairly clean game as far as penalties. I, I to my knowledge, if I remember right, 
You know, they played a fairly clean game. Cleveland, and and the other thing that happened inside that game, and I think this was the key uh, takeaway for that game, the Broncos' defense. They forced, there were five fumbles in that game. Three of them were the Broncos' defense. And one of them, uh, one or two of them, you know, Russell Wilson threw for touchdowns or got him in, in position for a field goal and made him pay. You know, uh, one, basically he, 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 he took over the ball. He, he, he moved the ball down the field and then fumbled the ball back to Cleveland. That wasn't exactly smart, but hey, you know, you know, but I will say this. I mean, and Russell, I, you know, the defense was on point. Russell was playing like the Russell we saw with Seattle. You know, I think he's got his vibe now. I think he's finally shining again. I think so too. Um, and I also think, you know, you know, the Broncos are starting to turn around. They're like, they're above 500, if I remember correctly, you know, and now they're in the playoff hunt. Well, they're getting the respect they need now. I mean, winning breeds respect, right? In the NFL, when you win, you know, but you, I mean, your fans love it. <laughs> it does great things for community. It's great morale. It's great. For and it's a confidence booster. It, it really is. is. It I mean, is. we all need winning. We all need it. So, yeah, I I think the fans feel very attached to the team. You, you know, went especially and then they can like rub it in. OK, so, for instance, that game that the Chiefs played with the Eagles. Everybody was anticipating another win, right? It didn't happen. So my friend, uh, my one friend that's an Eagles fan is like, you better be wearing a different shirt because I had posted a picture of, you know, Chiefs y'all, something like that. And can't wait to see the Chiefs beat the Eagles. And she was rubbing it in, you know, rubbing it in. You wore the wrong jersey, on the wrong side. You know what I mean? So I do think it's kind of one of those things, you know, that that fans like to like rub in when their teams are winning. So, And I think, you know, speaking of that, uh, I want to address something related to the fans in a little bit that happened at, at concerning the Chiefs. And we'll touch on that uh, after we come back from uh, one of our breaks. But, um, you know, I think, I think Denver is now becoming a viable team. I really do. I think Denver is becoming a threat. Uh, I don't know how far they're going to move in the playoffs, considering some of the other teams that are in that are in the hunt. If they're going to move, make it to the playoffs, I don't know. But I think they've turned their season around, and I'm starting to like what I'm seeing. I really am. You know, uh, there's of course things you can clean up. Uh, first and foremost, take care of the ball. Um, you know, you want to win. You got you got to hang on to that ball. You can't go fumbling it, bad snaps and all this kind of stuff. You, you take care of the ball. Now, was the defense able to mitigate problems? Yep. You know, has that defense been playing on point? <sighs> yeah, I'd say so. So I am really excited to see where uh, where where Denver is going. Um, I'm going to be excited to see if they can start stacking up wins. Uh, yeah, I'm just really, I mean, I think 
what are they? They're on a five game winning streak, five or six game winning streak. And to me, that's, that's, you can't, you, it's a five game. Yeah. Five, you know, and so you can't beat that. You really can't. That's crucial. They got to continue to do it, which means they got to clean up the areas where they're lacking. But I think they have confidence in themselves. I think they have confidence in their coach, finally. And I think Russell... They got fans. Fans yeah. are confident with them, too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think Russell is now feeling comfortable with his receivers and able to do what he needs to do. So, yeah, I think Denver is in a good place. They just got to continue. I, they just got to continue what they're doing. Yeah. Um, I'm just, we'll see how things go with their, you know, next few games. I know they're one behind the Chiefs right now in the conference. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. They could end up playing, both could end up playing each other again. Oh, man. That would be very interesting, but we'll have to see how that happens. Now for the game that I don't want to talk about. Arizona. Good God. Help me. Yeah, did you heard the latest who they released, right? Tight end Zach Ertz. I'm exceptionally surprised. Well, it says they're parting ways mutually. J.J. Watt reported it. Um, I wish all the best for Zach because, I mean, he can play. I hope that he that another team picks him up. Uh, but I'm wondering what they're going to do with that position now. I don't know. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Just wow. Um, well, I wish, I wish, I'm hoping that'll help them going forward because it certainly did not help them during the Rams game. Uh, and the score is a little deceiving because it was 35 to 14, but the 14 points they scored, they scored in the first drive of the game. Kyler Murray did his thing. And then he was pretty much garbage for the rest of the game until towards the end where he was able to get a touchdown pass. And meanwhile, the Rams were just able to do whatever they wanted. I mean, they were just keeping. Uh, Kyler one-dimensional. The Cardinals could not get the run game going and the penalties, penalties, penalties. And honestly, I'm just at this point, I'm like, I want the season over. Just please, can we just throw the season in the dumpster fire, please? Um, I just want the season over for them. Just call it a, call it a wash. Go to the offseason, figure out what you're doing. And and let and let's just start over because it, it is it is truly painful to watch them uh just sink themselves week after week after week. And you know, as a fan, you know, I go into these games and I'm like, come on, can we at least get a win? Can we get some momentum, please? And then they, but they can't seem to stop beating themselves, you know? And it hurts. You know their capability, and then you see the devastation and what happens when they're just not winning. They're they're struggling, and they've only won two games this season. Two, I mean, and they have found different ways to lose almost every every game. And I'm and I know part of it was because they didn't have Kyler back, but then again. Kyler, I mean, he came back and he got and he won, you know, he he got one game 
he won, right? Okay, well, that that was great. I, and I started feeling like, okay, maybe there's a little life here. And then I, I and, and, and the other thing that I am noticing is every single time of late they have played the Rams, the Rams have had their number. I mean, they have just gotten whooped. It has not even been a close game. Yes, they scored 14 points, but in reality, it was nowhere near a close game. It was just the Rams, you know, have just been a team that has had the Cardinals number. And I'm just wondering, okay, now what? You know, you know, can the Cardinals actually turn the season around? I I don't know. They'll just have to reset what they would consider success. Right. I mean, it's obvious they're not going to the playoffs. That's obvious to me. Um, and so I'm my my hope my playoff hopes are done. But I'd like to see them at least start getting a few wins to show that they, they aren't <sighs> I mean, the only other team that's about about as bad as they are is Carolina. Yeah, I haven't really kept up with the Carolina Panthers. Nor have I, but I've been monitoring their record. So, you know, <laughs> so what can I say? You know, but I just, I'm just at that point. I'm like, all right, just call the season a, a dud. Just call it a wash and let's move on, please. It's prolonged torture here. <laughs> it just is. You well, know? you did get the Diamondbacks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was I was very happy to see that. And and, you know, and I am a Suns fan, so I'm watching them play and I'm enjoying watching them play. I've been a basketball fan all my life. So, you know. Yeah. So you kind of have to look at it that way. You do have some other teams that are winning. Actually, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, even the hockey team out there, the Coyotes are playing decently. So, you know, we're doing we're, you know, so I'm not a huge hockey fan, uh, but I like to keep up and and be in the know on that front. So, um, but yeah, that was the, that was the Cardinals game. It, you know, so I would say overall we had uh, two games that were really good, and you know the teams won one game that was just a dumpster fire, and ugh, yeah. So, um, with that, let's find out what happened. And the rest of the NFL. Take it away, Lost Man. Hey, welcome one, welcome all. Back to another Lost Man across the NFL, a special segment of the Blaze and Gotch podcast that you can find on Facebook, on Instagram, and at www.blazeandgotch.com. That's www.blaesandgottsch.com. And the word and is spelled out for Thursday, November 30th, 2023. Hope uh, you are having a, you had a blessed Thanksgiving and and hope you're having a blessed week. And I want to wish a very happy birthday week to Michelle Saunders Gotch of the Blazing Gotch podcast as well. Going to start off with some NFL news as usual. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys, Deron Bland, got his fifth interception for a touchdown this season in their Thanksgiving Day game against the Washington Commanders. That's an NFL record, and that touchdown made the score 44-10 to Cowboys in the fourth quarter, in which the Cowboys scored 22 points in just 8 minutes, 58 seconds, and, of course, won the game. Mac Jones has got to be replaced at quarterback for New England. If Bill Belichick does not make that move, 
move, he also has to go, which, as you know, I've already been raising the question of this season. I know, I know he's the legendary Bill Belichick and all, but it's more than obvious that post-Tom Brady thus far, and certainly with Mac Jones at quarterback, Bill Belichick has lost the edge. Uh, November 27th from ESPN, the Carolina Panthers have fired Frank Reich as the Panthers uh, now have the NFL worst 1-10 and season, and they are in the midst of their sixth straight losing season. Uh, there have been some calls from the uh, for also for the firing of the Detroit Lions coach and defensive coordinator as well. And you'll hear Frank Reich mentioned uh, later in my special uh, segment uh, that continues the 25 uh, greatest moments of the NFL, uh, according to uh, BleacherReport.com later. Um there's not usually much drama on the field during the uh, waning moments of a uh, blowout game in the NFL, but there was definitely some drama during the final minutes of Denver's win over uh, uh, Cleveland on Sunday due to the fact that the teams would end up in a scoregami, which is when a game ends with the final score that's never happened before in NFL history. With just minutes left to, uh, to play in the fourth quarter, the Broncos were leading 27-12, which would not be a scoregami since that uh, final score has been seen multiple times, actually. Uh, but the two teams have made history uh, thanks to Broncos defensive end uh, Zach Allen, who recorded a safety on Browns quarterback P.J. Um uh, I'm sorry, uh, Browns quarterback P.J. Walker uh, with under two minutes and 30 seconds left. That made the score 29 to 12, which is the first time a game finished with that score. Uh, the uh, Browns. Uh, Last score, Gami was in their 48 to 37 win over Pittsburgh in 2021 in a wild card uh, playoff game. Uh, the 23 2023 season has seen six score Gamis so far. Uh, NFL Week 12 results. Uh, the Thanksgiving games on Thursday, uh, November 23rd, uh, Green Bay Packers 29, Detroit Lions 22, Packers Jordan Love 22 of 38, 260 yards, three touchdowns, Lions Jared Goff 29 of 44, 332 yards, two touchdowns, Packers A.J. Dillon 14 carries, 43 yards, the Lions David Montgomery 15 carries, 71 yards, and one touchdown, Packers Christian Watson five receptions, 94 yards, one touchdown, Lions Amon Ra St. Brown, nine receptions, 95 yards. Dallas Cowboys, 45. Washington Commanders, 10. The Commanders, Sam Howell, 28 of 44, 300 yards, one interception. Cowboys, Dak Prescott, 22 of 38, 331 yards, four touchdowns. Commanders, Brian uh, Robinson Jr., 15 carries, 53 yards. Cowboys, Troy Pollard, 13 carries, 79 yards, one touchdown. Commanders, uh, Curtis uh, Samuel, nine, nine receptions, 100 yards. Cowboys, Brandon Cooks, uh, four receptions, 72 yards, and one touchdown. Uh, San Francisco, 49ers, 31. Seattle Seahawks, 13. 49ers, Brock Purdy was 21 of 30, 209 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Seahawks, Geno Smith, 18 of 27, uh, 180 yards, and one interception. 49ers, Christian McCaffrey, 19 carries 114 yards two touchdowns Seahawks uh, Zach Charbonnet um and actually, you know what? I forgot to get his stats. So forgive me of that. Uh, didn't, didn't uh, get those in there. Uh, the Seahawks, uh, J- Jackson Smith Najaba, uh, two receptions, 41 yards. Uh, the Friday, 11 24, Miami Dolphins, 34, New York Jets, 13, uh, Dolphins, Tua Tagliavoa, 21 of 30, 243 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions, uh, Jets, uh, Tim, um, uh, 
Tim Boyle, 27 to 38, 179 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. Dolphins, Raheem Mostert, 20 carries, 94 yards, two touchdowns. The Jets, uh, Blake Hall, I'm sorry, uh, Brees, Brees Hall, the Jets, Brees Hall, seven carries, 25 yards. Dolphins, Jalen Waddell, eight receptions, 114 yards. Jets, Garris Wilson, seven receptions, 44 yards, one touchdown. Rest of your game is around the NFL for week 12. Indianapolis Colts, 27. Tampa Bay Bucks, 20. New York Giants, 10. And New England Patriots, 7. Pittsburgh Steelers, 16. Cincinnati Bengals, 10. Uh, Tennessee Titans, 17. Carolina Panthers, 10. Jacksonville Jaguars, 24. Houston Texans, 21. Atlanta Falcons, 24. New Orleans Saints, 15. L.A. Rams, 37. Arizona Cardinals, 14. Denver Broncos, 29. Cleveland Browns, 12. Philadelphia Eagles, 37. Buffalo Bills, 34. Kansas City Chiefs, 31. Las Vegas Raiders, 17. Yes, go Chiefs. Baltimore Ravens, 20. L.A. Chargers, 10. And the Chicago Bears, 12. Minnesota Vikings, 10. Uh, How did I do on my predictions? Well, I had my best week ever. Thank you very much. Number one, I said the Cowboys would win. Number two, I said the 49ers would win. Number three, I said the Dolphins would win. Number four, I said the Colts would win. Number five, I said the Giants would win. Number Number six, I said the Steelers would win. Number seven, I said the Titans would win. Number eight, I said the Jaguars would win. Number nine, I said the Rams would win. Number 10, I said the Eagles would win. Number 11, I said the the Chiefs would win. Number 12, I said the Ravens would win. And number 13, I said the Bears would win. So I got 13 right this week. So I'm very happy about that. By the way, just a little uh, disclaimer here. If there were ever times when you hear me saying, I said this team would win, but if you go back and maybe, I don't know if any of you ever go back and listen to previous week's shows, but if you go back and listen to a previous week's show and you go, wait a minute, John, you didn't say that team would win. That simply means that at some point before that game took place, I decided uh, based on further reflection and maybe things I'm hearing on sports radio and whatnot to change my pick. And if you follow me on Facebook, John W. Losh II, it is not the one with the blue shield that says WS on it. It's not that one, um, but it's John W. Losh II, L-O-S-H. I will put on there, based on further reflection, I've decided to change my pick in this game to this team. So if you ever hear me say, I I said this team would win, and that's not what I said in my previous uh, segment, that simply means that I changed my pick at a later point. Usually there's only like one game that I'll do that with. And like this week, I didn't have any of those. These are all the picks that I made last week. Um, and uh, week 13 games and predictions, Thursday, uh, November 30th, uh, 20, uh, and uh, the Dallas Cowboys and Seattle Seahawks, I'm saying the Cowboys win. Sunday, December 3rd, um, Indianapolis Colts and Tennessee Titans, I'm saying the Colts win. Atlanta Falcons and New York Jets, I'm saying the Falcons win. Detroit Lions and New Orleans Saints, I'm saying the Saints win. Denver Broncos and Houston Texans, I'm saying the Broncos win. L.A. Chargers and New England Patriots, I'm saying the Chargers win. Pittsburgh Steelers and Arizona Cardinals, I'm saying the Steelers win. Miami Dolphins and Washington Commanders, I'm saying the Dolphins win. Carolina Panthers and Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I'm saying the Bucks win. San Francisco 49ers and Philadelphia Eagles, I'm saying the Eagles win. I love the 49ers. But got to go with the Eagles. Um, the L.A. Rams and Cleveland Browns, I'm saying the Rams win. Should probably go with Cleveland, but I'm just going to take a leap of faith on the Rams here. Kansas City Chiefs and Green Bay Packers, of course, I'm saying the Chiefs win. Jacksonville Jaguars and Cincinnati Bengals saying the Jaguars win. 
My special segment this week um, is part two of the top 25 moments in NFL history. According to BleacherReport.com, numbers 17 through 10, um, if I can, um, mind you, if I can. Number 17, the drive, is how the comeback of John Elway, the Denver Broncos, is described. The emphasis, in, infamous march down the field that Elway orchestrated against the Cleveland Browns on January 11th, 1987 at Cleveland Municipal Stadium. Cleveland had just scored and were up 20 to 13 with 532 left in the game. Uh, Denver uh, fumbled the kickoff, though they recovered it, but they were uh, pinned at their two yard line. Elway would need to take the Brown, the Broncos 98 yards against the tough Browns defense. And that would just be to tie the game and take it to overtime. Um, I meant to watch the video on that site so I could actually tell you what happened the end of that one, but I didn't do that. So again, forgive me for that. I'm working on these notes in slow times at work. So sometimes a call comes in with the call center that I work in. And I got to take a call and I say, okay, I'm going to go watch that video later. But then I didn't have all my notes completed for this segment. Um, and uh, once I got here to the church, I had to complete my notes with the segment with the uh, ones of these I didn't have done yet. And I forgot to watch that video. So my apologies on that. But the Denver Broncos did win that game. I can tell you that. Number 16, wildcard teams were included in the playoffs. The NFL has added uh, wildcard teams to the playoff uh, format three different times. The first was prior to the uh, uh, merger in 1970 between the NFL and the American Football League. The second happened in 1978 when the NFL increased the schedule to 16 games. They added uh, one more wildcard team to each conference, bringing the total to two wildcard teams per conference. The third and final addition it was in 1990 when a third wildcard team was added to each conference. Number 15, the catch. Joe Montana's pass to Dwight Clark in the back of the end zone in, uh, the Super, in Super Bowl 23 is known as the catch. The uh, date was January 10th, 1982, and it was the NFL championship game between the San Francisco 49ers and Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys were hanging on to a 27-21 lead in the final minutes of the game, knowing that Joe Montana and the 49ers would have to drive 89 yards to score the winning touchdown. Montana confidently led the 49ers down the field, uh, taking the, the team to the Cowboys' six-yard line with only 58 seconds left in the game. On a third and three, Montana wanted to hit uh, uh, Freddie Solomon. Uh, but uh, he was uh, covered too well. So Joe had to scramble to avoid the Cowboys pass rush and look for another target. Dwight Clark was working his way back toward the end zone and uh, Montana threw a pass that nobody that Clark could catch and Clark jumped as high as he could and barely hauled in the pass for the winning touchdown. Number 14, the NFL uh, moves the draft from January to April. The NFL draft had been in existence for 40 years, but for some reason the NFL continued to hold the draft in late January or early February. Following the NFL made a decision starting with the 1976 draft to hold it on April 8th and 9th. In subsequent years, it was held on May 3rd and 4th, April 21st and 22nd, and even April 17th and 18th. The decision to move the draft back three months gave teams a much better uh, window to complete their scouting work. It also uh, gave fans a better viewing opportunity between the combine and other things to learn more about players and have more understanding of what who their team may be interested in drafting and why. Number 13, 
the Bills complete the greatest comeback in NFL history. Frank Reich, the coach I just talked about being fired here recently uh, in this segment here. The king of football comebacks, who was uh, just uh, and uh, he led the Buffalo Bills to the impl- an, an improbable comeback against the Houston Oilers on a wild, in a wild card playoff game on January 3rd, 1993, overcoming a 32-point deficit in the third quarter, rallying the Bills to take a 38-35 lead in the fourth quarter, only to see the Oilers come back and tie the game prior to the end of regulation. And, and then in overtime, Bills safety Henry Jones intercepted a pass from Warren Moon, setting up the Bills in field goal in field goal position. Steve Christie kicked the winning field goal, and the Bills wound up winning 41-38 to in overtime. They proceeded to advance to Super Bowl 27, but lost to the Dallas Cowboys 52-17. to The Heidi game on November 17, 1968, the New York Jets were leading the Oakland Raiders 32-29. to There was one minute, 30 seconds left in the game, and when and, and when NBC abruptly cut away from the conclusion of the game to return to their regular programming, broadcasting the movie Heidi, football fans were furious, and they could not uh, because they couldn't see the end of the game, and they flooded NBC with phone calls. Uh, the Raiders did mount a big comeback in the, uh, the final 90 seconds of the game and won 43 to 32. This convinced networks that they needed to air games until their natural conclusion, whether or not they ran over the allotted three hours. Number 11, the NFL Network has created. The NFL Network debuted in November 2003. This network combined with NFL Films gives football fans as much of the game as we could possibly wish to see. So some of it is uh, fast past footage or replays from from, uh, games from years ago, but it's still football. And who doesn't enjoy the work of NFL Films? Uh, Number 10, the best draft class in NFL history. It's a long and difficult path for any first-round draft pick to have such a great career that they wind up being enshrined in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. How is it possible that one team could have such a magical draft class that they wound up sending four draft picks from one uh, year to Ken. Well, that was a case of the 1974 Pittsburgh Steelers. Side note, my wife's uncle by marriage, who was married to her her mother's late sister uh, and uh, now just resides in Port Charlotte, Florida, is uh, from Pittsburgh and is a Steelers fan. Uh, the, the four future Hall of Famers they drafted were Lynn Swan, Jack Lambert, John Stallworth, and Mike Webster. In round one, Swan was number 21 overall. In round two, Lambert went number 46. In round four. Stallworth was the 82nd overall pick, and Webster was number 25 in round five. So there you go. There's my special segment for this week. Hope you're enjoying Loshman across the NFL. Hope you're enjoying the Glazing Gotch podcast overall, and we'll continue to tune into it and enjoy it in the months and years to come. We enjoy bringing it to you. Uh, we hope you're being blessed by the Lord Jesus Christ. Hope you know him as your personal Lord and Savior. If you don't, receive him by faith today. Don't waste another moment. Don't waste another day. He's the only way to know that you have a home in heaven. He's the only way to true peace. Nothing else you can do, not drugs, not money, not possessions, not anything can fill that hole in your heart because when God created you, he put a God-shaped vacuum in your heart that whether you understand it or not, seeks to follow him and want to know him. So God bless you. See you next week. This has been Loshman Across the NFL for Thursday, November 30th, uh, 2023. And I'll see you next time thank you so much for that and uh michelle there is a topic that i want to uh touch on um i don't want to end the show with it because it's kind of bothersome i you know i want we'll get back to football in a minute but something happened at a chiefs game that i know you are aware of um there was a kid and i don't remember his name 
but he got highlighted by someone who now let me let me let me start with this. Michelle and I, we deliberately do not bring up the woke stuff that the NFL goes into. We deliberately made that decision because we didn't want to give credence to it. Uh, and we wanted to strictly focus on the football games and the players and, you know, the God, God fearing players that were doing their job on the field and, and making things happen on and off the field. We wanted that. We wanted to do something good and highlight something good. That said, there are times when something so utterly ridiculous happens that we have to co- comment on it. And I think this is one of those times. Um, there was a kid who went to the, to a chief, the, the Raiders Chiefs game and he had his face painted red and black. Someone from um, one of these liberal websites. A sports reporter. Yep. Actually started uh, calling this poor kid racist and started, you know, saying he's wearing blackface and all this other stuff. And he managed to insult two different segments of the population, the Indians and and black people. And And this kid's nine years old. He just went to go enjoy the game. Are we so thin skinned that we have to find poor kids to destroy? It's unacceptable. She should be fired. Her name is Karen Phillips. And she should she should be fired for that. That's not even news. That's bringing political things into what she's reporting on. She's not, you know, the the thing about this Holden is his name. He and his family came off a reservation. Yeah. So explain to me how he was dishonoring and trying to uh, disrespect. Yeah, they're (sighs) part of the Chumash tribe there in California and used to live in a reservation. So and and he's a, he was a Chiefs fan. He is a Chiefs fan. Yeah, and they the the headdress is what they would consider a novelty piece. It's a costume piece, and they that that's that's a thing. I mean, she's putting her own personal opinion into what she's reporting, and I can tell you in my journalistic journalism days. And I started out as a broadcast journalist, but I also started out with a degree and associates in journalism. And my journalism teachers, you could never put your opinions. Well, no. And, 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 and I always said, you know, when I ran a news site and I ran a news site for a while, it's still up if you ever want to find it. Um, but when I always said, I am not a journalist, I am an opinion writer. Okay. I I put my opinion in there. I will do my best to bring the facts, but I will I always put my but but I'm not a journalist because a journalist strictly focuses on the facts. And when this woke nonsense culture has to try and destroy a young kid's life who just came to go enjoy a game, that is reflective of how deep the rot goes. It's just so imbalanced. You know, I mean I mean, and Karen Phillips, I mean, he calls everybody idiots. That's the things. I mean, they, it, it's just, you know, you, you, you see the, you know, they talk about the posts that he put out on Twitter. Well, and I will say this. I will say this. He has not gained much traction. In fact, he has the, the, the Mr. Phillips or Miss Phillips. I'm not sure. Um, has been pretty much decimated on the social media scene. And as well, should it be? Well, and the thing is, this, the parents 
are really ultimately accountable for this and they're fine with it. I'm they 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 didn't they allowed him to do that because he was supporting he was supporting his NFL team. And yeah, and through, you know, representing, you know, he's proud. I know um one of the political commentators that I listen to has recommended that everybody who supports a football team this weekend paint your face their colors. Paint your face. There it is. In support do. of this kid. In support oh, of this kid. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to see uh what comes out of the Chiefs fans when they play on Sunday because they're playing I believe they're playing Green Bay. Yeah, I think you're right. That will be an interesting in game. In Green Bay. Oh. In Green. Uh, oh, they're not in, playing here. Ooh, yeah. in Lambeau Field. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's mm-hmm. going to be cold weather. <laughs> yeah, it is. They're going to be freezing their tails. Tushes. You know it. You know they're it. They're going to freeze their tushes off. You know, so, but I just wanted to touch on that and kind of really dig into that. And normally we stay away from the woke stuff, but what do our fans think? I'd love to hear from them. Yeah. Yeah. I want to know, please feel free to comment. What do you guys think about this thing? I mean, we, we, you know, we want to hear it. And if you disagree with us, all the better. Please, if you disagree and you think we're off base here, tell us why. You know, normally, like I said, we stay away from the woke stuff, but this one really, really was like, it. we needed to deal with it. And I mean, from a biblical perspective, I, you know, I thought it was, I thought it was dishonorable. I really do. Well, the fact that they are in Native Americans, I mean, they were on a, in a tribe, you know, and so, I mean, they're the ones that are out there supporting the Chiefs and wearing that. So I, I just, to me, I think it's a little bit, uh, someone's trying to get their name out there. They're, they're trying, trying to, to do they're it on trying the back to get of a their kid. name out yeah. there. Yeah. And they're trying Absolutely. to do it on the back of a kid. And that's just not okay. So no, it's not. There's an ethics issue. Absolutely. So, okay. Now that we've dealt with that, let's touch on our sponsor. And then we got, I've got one other question that we want to bat around and then we'll, We'll call it a, a show. Um, this week's sponsor is Faith Fuel Supplements. Um, we deliberately do not take on, because of the woke, the stance on woke stuff, there, we, there are certain uh, things that we won't do. We, we deliberately will not take on um, um, gambling, and I know gambling is prevalent, uh, or alcohol sponsorships and i know that that's prevalent in the nfl i get that i it's prevalent in sports but we try and look for companies that are decent or or in this case um <laughs> we create companies that are that that are that are decent and that's where faith fuel supplements comes in um if you are looking to maybe you're an entrepreneur and maybe you are looking for some decent vitamins or uh, something to help you sleep or to relieve your stress. Or maybe you're looking for a CBD roll-on. Well, guess what? We got that. Go to www.faithfuelsupplements.com. Click on the store link and you can, you'll can you find it right there. Use the code B&G and you will receive a 10% discount. Um, and... You know, we're, I'm just really happy to have this up and running. I'm, uh, again, that is faithfuelsupplements.com. 
Okay. Michelle, I'm sure you've heard people refer to this. Uh, we've seen it enough times. It's kind of, the NFL is trying this new, this play to see how it goes and what they think. So I want to ask you a question. What do you think of the tush push as they call it? <laughs> I think it's a little overdone. Should it be allowed? Well, I think I haven't, I'm having a really hard time answering that question because I don't know where the players are with it. I'm sure they're really frustrated because it's something that happens frequently and they haven't really had any safety calls around it or anything. And I really don't know why they would do this unless were there people that were injured from it? I don't, you know, to my knowledge, I don't think so. I mean, I know that. I what, know, like, what's the reasoning around it? Do you know? Well, I know the the Philadelphia Eagles started it um, and they were the ones that got really good at it. And the NFL decided to allow it, you know, and they and they decided to allow it for this season and see what they think going forward. Um, I know that that I've I've seen it. Um, when you're dealing with a like a third and one or a fourth and one, or they're like really closely um, goal line and they're trying to push that other player in, my question is this, and I I haven't really come to a decision on this. Okay, yeah, I mean that's a thing. I'm still trying to process the whole change. Yeah. right. And my question is this: um, is lining up and pushing a quarterback or whoever you're going to push with the ball in? Is that the quarterback making a play or is it the other team, the rest of the team making the play? And I don't know. I don't, I'm not sure that I like it, but because it is a rule that it is a a play that you can do, I think a team should use it if they need it, you know? Right. I think we'll just have to see. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm not as familiar with that play. It's ba- well. It's basically they line up and they and they push the quarterback across the one yard um, line that they need to gain, whether that be a, a, a yardage and down or into the end zone. And I don't know. I, I'm not really sure that I'm. A, I'm a huge fan of it. I you know it's. I I haven't heard of anyone getting hurt because of it, but. At the same time, I'm kind of questioning whether it should be allowed because it's not really the quarterback making the play. He's being pushed in. I would lean towards probably agreeing. Yeah, it's really, it's just not. I I, I, I don't think it's very ethical. No, no, I don't. I, I don't like it. But it is a play that is allowed. And so if, as long as it is allowed, I don't see a problem with the team using it. But should the NFL keep it? Yeah, I'm not really sure about that. I don't know that that's a good, um, good idea because something could definitely go wrong. Um, you know, and you know, it'll be interesting to see what they decide ultimately, but, um, yeah, I just, I don't see it very often. Um, I've seen it, but you know, um, but the team that has really perfected it would be the Eagles. Yeah, because they were the ones that started it. And now it's like everybody's, you know, doing it or trying to do it as well as they are. And it's like, well, um, 
you're trying. Good luck with that. Well, you know, the thing is, is the Eagles want to win so bad. They want to win the Super Bowl, you know, like they're saying we're going to win the Super Bowl. You know, they're they're going they're out to win. The and Super they're Bowl. playing like it. Yeah. I mean, they're and most likely they're going to win the Super Bowl unless the Chiefs or the Broncos or, you know, the other teams, Bengals, you know, those that are out there are stepping, stepping, stepping up their game, you know, all the way around. So I would love to see another Chiefs Eagles playoff and see the Chiefs Chiefs beat them. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know. Well, I mean, anytime you get to see the Kelsey brothers play against each other, that's a that's a good game. Oh, and I know that Jason Kelsey wants to win. To be honest with you, I mean, I would, I, I want to see the Chiefs win another Super Bowl, and I would be ecstatic. But I wouldn't be, you know, if if the Eagles do win, I would be happy for them. And the Broncos, I would, you know, I mean, I have my faves absolutely yeah so do i i have my you know i have my uh faves as far as that goes and you know the chiefs are starting to earn their way into my i actually like this team you know good (laughs) you know come over to our side (laughs) it's Uh, red (laughs) it's red yeah but i'm still a cardinals fan and that's staying that you know oh i know (laughs) i know and i love cardinals by the way they're all over i have them all over my outside and i I love cardinals i have pillows christmas pillows with cardinals on them you would like that i uh, yeah i'm sure i would no i really enjoy um now am i enjoying watching a losing season no but i've been a lifelong cardinals fan ever since kurt warner played and i am I just really enjoy, you know, that team, you know, but I, I, I like, there are some teams now I will admit there are some teams that I just go, I, I am not a fan of, I cannot stand them. No, <laughs> you know, it is, it is what it is. And Loshman helps us with all of that. Absolutely. Too. So, so, okay. But, cool. but, hey, yeah. I, you know what, we'll just leave the twist push where it is and kind of monitor what the NFL does on that. So with that guys, I think we are done. Um, Michelle, thank you so much for coming and uh, recording this little show. Thank you. And with that, guys, I'm Teresa Blaze, along with Michelle Saunders Gutch. This has been Blazing Gutch, and we're out. If you run across someone that we don't know about, please text it in. I want you to text NFL to 575-223-1596. You're going to get a little link. You're going to fill out your information. If you got football thoughts, anything, we want to hear about it.